Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. Praise God. Praise God. And we have been experiencing wonderful presence of God and miracles, signs, and wonders. And that's what we find about this incredible day. We are celebrating Pentecost. We're celebrating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it's so exciting. Jesus Christ, as I said, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, last week sometime, we had an impression. And uh, our friend Richie was helping us lead prayer too here. And he talked about neighborhoods and children and praying for them. And then the very thing happened on the next day in his own neighborhood, in his own backyard, that there were little children playing and a little doggy came underneath them, just rambunctious. Didn't mean any harm, but it caught a, one of the children's legs and he fell. And there was a big accident that created uh, major bleeding, the ambulance picking him up and a major bleeding in the head, um, fracture, all of that. And the amazing thing is Richie was there, his wife, and they started praying that usually this kind of injury, they use the hospital, the Children's Hospital Levine's, I believe, uh, cancer hospital, not cancer, it's just Children's Hospital, sorry. And... Uh, but they let out young Caleb, not in 50 days, but in three days. His quick recovery, and in fact, the Lord was there, his presence. And uh, we are just thanking the Lord for helping us pray, for giving us a word of knowledge, and that the Lord is present. He's commissioning, and it's all about Jesus, all about his resurrection, all about the Therefore, the third person of the Godhead being poured out, and we are here celebrating and singing, Great are you, Lord. And we are singing about, Come, Holy Spirit. So know that this, this is not just a celebration, but it is also an infilling time again. That we, are, we, were, we were filled. And you buy, find that in Scripture, in the book of Acts. That you can fill, get filled, but you can get filled again. And I want to get filled again, and again, and again, until every time you speak, and even when you say hello, people are raised from the dead. And uh, we have seen wonderful things happening. And so this is a time, as Dickens used to say this in his uh, Tale of Two Cities, this was the best of times. And the worst of times. That we are seeing that the challenge. And God is raising up a peculiar people. We find that many years ago, uh, 2,000 years ago, after the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and his ascension, that 50 days later, God fulfilled Jesus' prophetic word in the book of Acts chapter 1. Tarry ye in Jerusalem 
until you be endued with power from on high. And then, 50 days after that ascension of Jesus, after resurrection of Jesus, it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, where the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And I believe all of these are quite, I mean, important instructions for us and clues. One place, one accord, one body, a whole group of believers. But as they were seeking the Lord in prayer, and suddenly, say suddenly. So suddenly, <laughs> the, the, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And once upon each of them, one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I want to underline that this thing, and then it goes on and we will read that. But it is all, I mean it, Supernatural is all over the place. That they were in one place, one accord. Even that is a miracle. <laughs> Something is happening. And suddenly a sound from heaven. That is supernatural. Rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house. We have had that experience a few times. Um, where um, the whole house, every door, window was blasted open and something was happening and we noticed. And there, the Holy Spirit filled the whole house. Everyone with the Holy Spirit began to speak with other tongues. And it was supernatural. I remember many moons ago that I was in a place I did not expect necessarily to, for it to happen there. I was in San Antonio, Texas and we prayed for, I mean, San Antonio is just, uh, you know, Americans mostly. Uh, and, but the, one of the things that was notable was that in, there was a cowboy from the nearby ranch, one of the ranches, and come, and he was one of the humble workers. So he, wore, he wore his jeans and his shirt, and he had a cowboy hat and set. And when I gave the invitation for people to receive the Holy Spirit, he came up. And one of the intercessors I asked released to pray. And he got, he got zapped. And as he got up, he started thanking God. But he, he thought he was speaking in normal. He was speaking another language. And of all things, he was speaking Czechoslovakian. And we had returned from Czechoslovakia not too long ago, Bonnie and I, and this language was familiar with us. And there are certain phrases like praise God, praise God, in Czechoslovak. So this cowboy from the outskirts of San Antonio, who had never been out of the United States, was speaking perfect Czechoslovakian. So sometimes, you know, we are speaking Regular languages, sometimes it is heavenly languages. And this one was understood by some people who had been there and they were originally from Czechoslovakia. 
And uh, it was, again, a supernatural work. So as we are talking and receiving this morning the wonderful outpouring of the Holy Spirit, realize that it is a personal experience, even though there was a corporate collection of people praising God, but to on each one, uh, separate tongues of Holy Ghost fire resting and the Lord infilling them, say infilling. And then it was a personal experience. Each of them got filled and started speaking in tongues. Now, if you have not had a, that experience, it may be that just nobody has released help to you or you need it. You can be on your own somewhere praising God. And I know talked with innumerable people who have, as they were praising God, suddenly they were praising God in tongues. When I got filled with the Spirit, I was very deeply burdened, the reason, and I didn't know I was going, this was going to happen. But I, was, I went to bed praying, but I was praying for my mother who had a terminal sickness. And, and I was weeping before the Lord. I wanted, I prayed. I mean, it looked grim. And the Lord took me to heaven. And then Jesus, I could see in the dream, I don't know what. And I was speaking a language I had never heard. And when I got up, I was with my hands up, singing in another language. And that was a very supernatural experience. And as a side note of that was, my mother heard later, a few days, it was in the same week, but heard from London, England, where my mother was living at that time, that they diagnosed, her doctor diagnosed, there was absolutely not one spot of cancer in her body. And it was supernatural. Say supernatural. And tongues was part of that. It was supernatural. Praying in tongues. And some of these things that we sometimes get for, take for granted. I look back and I almost have, I may have a tendency to take it for granted these days. But that was an amazing... I looked at myself and I had gone and really been molded into an intellectual at graduate school. And it blasted all my theologies. I, w I was looking at myself saying, what are you doing? And what are you babbling about? And I was filled with a joy and with laughter. Say joy. So they were really filled tremendously with joy unspeakable and full of glory. So it is. It was from the glory. Today, I, we pray as you are hungry and thirsty for more, if you want to, we invite you to get the infilling of the Holy Spirit and pray in the Spirit. And then as I gave the experience of the Czechoslovakian, the cowboy who spoke Czechoslovak, I want to read the, the next few verses, verse 5 in Acts chapter 2. Remember, this is 50 days after Easter. This is Easter 50 days later plus and Pentecost. And this is part of the result. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And so they had, Jews had traveled um, 
not airplane, but camel or cart, horse driven carriage, whatever. But they had come to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost. Just like the Jews would gather at the Feast of Easter, uh, Passover, our Passover, what they experienced. It was death, burial, Jesus of the Lamb of God, resurrection. Then Pentecost, the feast where the word on Mount Sinai was given and there were awesome, awesome sounds and wonders and people, they couldn't stand it. And as that, that, that kind of noise, supernatural noise would cease, they were scared. But this was different in a new area with the true, the previously it was the type, but now the Lamb, Jesus Christ Himself, has been sacrificed, and now He's pouring out His Spirit. And it says, "And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. They ran. Many of them were confused because everyone heard them speak in His own language. Then they were all amazed and marvelled, saying to one another, Look." Are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each and each in their own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. Because they couldn't understand and couldn't discern. It is precious as we get into the filling of the Holy Spirit. And it is profoundly supernatural. And every some of the God has been gracious to many generations as he has poured out his Holy Spirit. And there are some here who experienced one of the, one, the, one of the biggest outpourings of the Holy Spirit. Bonnie and I experienced it. Hank and uh, his wife, Bride, and many others, several of the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, about 45 years ago, 50 years ago, 45 and it continued for several years where churches from uh, Southern Baptist, Church of Christ, Anglican, Catholic, every branch, leaders would get baptized in the Holy Spirit, then the whole, sometimes entire congregations would get zapped by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it was so supernatural, we were profoundly impacted. And we were just young zealots at that time. And uh, some graduated from college, some going to college, some, and it doesn't matter who you were, young or old, you were filled with the Holy Spirit. And here then, every age get, receives, and they are from all languages and all peoples. And we recall that the Lord's commission, Jesus took aside his disciples and commissioned them saying, go all across the earth and preach in my name. 
and out of every tribe, language, and people, you will receive the word of the Lord. It says, therefore, you find in Revelation chapter 5, and now when he had taken the scroll, this is the resurrected Lord, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So see the amazing thing is, from Jerusalem to Judea to the uttermost parts of the earth, Jesus commissioned his disciples, take this gospel. And we are still carrying out his commission. And some of us have had the uh, privilege, whatever you would say, invitation. So we have seen thousands of Koreans praying in tongues. We have seen several thousands of native Africans in the Congo and across the river Congo. We have seen people in Kenya speak in Swahili, but also speak in tongues. We have seen people in Egypt praying in tongues. We have seen in Israel. We have seen in Norway. And out of every nation, tribe, language, it is uh, amazing. We, I was reading the diaries of uh, Smith Wigglesworth and some of the things he experienced in the 1920s. And Earlier than that, Maria Woodwardetter and the whole Azusa revival. There were amazing experiences, and we are stewards of this. And don't just say, okay, what am I going to do with this? We are going to spread the good news across the earth. So that's why part of the opportunity we have is that through digital benefits, internet, we are broadcasting live across the world, and we are hearing from the messages from all across the world, people who have read our books, people who know about us, and it is such a delight to hear that the Lord is doing it in our generation. But realize, as the Holy Spirit comes, it is not to just one individual group. It wasn't just to Jews, but people all over the world received the good news and he filled them. It was his personal outpouring to each person. So we are to receive it personally and corporately. And then part of the impact on our lives is as we are transformed and the wonderful thing in Revelation, it says, Lord, you have redeemed us to your God by your blood. Say, by the blood of Jesus. And so, it is not our own doing. It's not our own lecturing. I mean, I'm glad. I hope we can help teach the Bible and teach some of these details of the gospel. But, above all, it is the blood of Jesus that is saved, and they have received in filling, and their identity has been transformed. And our identity, each of you, you can, I mean, it's a continuum that I'm looking forward to one day when the Lord says, 
your time is over, you can, I need you up there. When uh, some of the people I knew, like Derek Prince or uh, Ruth Heflin, I remember Ruth's home going. And I was often, uh, annually, and I will go this year too, and so will Bonnie. We would go do camp meeting there. But that is a Holy Ghost place, just like this is. And uh, some of the most perfect things. And Ruth kind of, I, I just, I remember, I'm, this is something private. I was, but I, I had some, the enemy attacked, and I had some emergency surgery in London, England, while I was visiting and ministering there. And one of the person's voices, first I heard the voice of the Lord himself as I was in real need in my anesthesia. I had been cut open from here down to Mexico. And, uh, it, and the pain was severe. And yet, in the midst of it, as I cried out to the Lord, the Lord started singing to me. And the glory came, and the pain went away. But after her voice, I heard the voice of Ruth Eflin. And she was, I guess she was being right there in heaven, allowed to sing. And she sang, and I'll tell you. So it's a, for me, I'm looking forward to seeing her and many, many other saints. So, but it's a continuum. Do not ever, as we adore the Lord, it continues. Thus know that, it may, there may one day be a transition. Never be scared. You, uh, you, know, you might get a promotion. when you, you may reach, may you reach 100 years, 100 plus, whatever. But one day you will go. And because of the awesome sacrifice of Jesus, you have no fear. You're just going to take a step into the heavenly glory. And there is, I heard from someone who who had a wonderful, rich life, and they went on home to glory. Uh, and their partner heard her voice uh, a few hours later saying, Oh, honey, you can't believe how beautiful it is here. It is so wonderful. So that is part of, out of every tribe, language, and people. God is transforming. He's pouring out His Spirit. And that power of the Holy Spirit continues eternally for you and I. And so be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. The other aspect of Acts chapter 2 is that then he says, and you shall be my witnesses here and uh, um, the apostle, the as others were mocking them and saying some who did not understand anything and some just they're so in love with the world they don't even want to focus on the things of the Lord that's okay but Peter standing up with the eleven so twelve disciples right there raised his voice and said to them men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And so we'll, if we have time, I don't know whether we can go do it today, but we'll look at Joel chapter 2, which is wonderful, it's awesome. 
And it tells about some of the things that, or being hungry and staying hungry, of going after God and His presence. And he's, the Peter tells them, these are not drunk. But this is the prophetic fulfillment of what was spoken in the book of Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. One of the things that will touch your heart, any, any parent, is that God includes your children and your grandchildren and your great-children, if you have them. He says, this blessing is not just for you, but it's for your children and your children's children. And the, he says, I'll pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. So they'll, you cannot prophesy unless you are transformed and you are anointed, you are filled. Say filled. Anointed. Transformed. So they're right in the scripture in Revelation 5. These guys, men and women, have been transformed and they are now priests and kings. Your identity changes. You are a priest and a king. How did that happen? Through the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I belong to the Lord. You belong to the Lord's family. We are all from Jesus. Therefore, by the blood of Jesus, you are a king and a priest. King and a priest. What's my job description? I'm a king and a priest. That'll be a job. And then it goes on. Your young men shall see visions. It's beautiful. I love the place that he says, They'll, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Say all flesh. My sons, say my sons, my daughters shall prophesy. And then it goes on. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants, on my maid servants. He includes male and female. It's so beautiful. Right there. Prophetic word. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. So this, we are ongoing until he says one day, now the next stage begins. But he has changed, transformed our destinies. I'll pour out my spirit in those days. I will sh show wonders in heaven above, signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, etc. And it shall come to pass. This is the beautiful thing I want. Every nation that's listening to us, whether you are from Germany or whether you are from Kenya, whether you are from Brazil, we have had many wonderful Brazilian brothers and sisters uh, contact us and they love watching us, those who can understand our language. I hope one day we can transform a lot of our messages and our programs on television into the different languages we have had large numbers of our programs uh, <clears throat> translated into Farsi. That's the Iranian language. And we have a lot of disciples in Iran. That's, that's so wonderful to hear. And 
And some of the, by the way, don't buy the lies of the enemy. When we saw this attacks and rockets coming from Hamas across to Israel, that the Arab people itself, have many of them have been so open to the gospel. And there are zillions, I believe, of Arab, come from the Arab background who are believers in Jesus Christ. So we send them blessings and we pray, may they spread. So there are thousands of Iranians, thousands of people in Jordan to Egypt, etc., to Lebanon. I think a, quite a big bit of percent of Lebanon is Christian. So may the transformation continue. May the reason I believe that he says from many there were Parthians and there were the Medes and there were Greeks and they came from all these different nation, nations, Cretans and Arabs, people from Rome, Pamphylia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia. So he wants us to know the gospel is for every nation, gospel is for every tribe and every language. And I'll pour out my spirit. It is supernatural. Say it's supernatural. So we welcome the supernatural. And don't, I mean, I just from my own experience, part of it, I mean, if you go, you get educated in, uh, this may be happening, of course, even now more so. But if you go to university and getting your graduate degrees and all that, they'd kind of fill you, puff you up with some, you, now you're being trained to be an intellectual. You can't act this way, this way. And so part of me, I remember that intellectual part was saying, what are you doing? And part of something that's not me, and thank God, would have tried to question my speaking in tongues and singing in tongues. But I had a supernatural experience. May each of us get that supernatural experience. I'm praying for people who are listening out there, and people here too. But may we all receive the impartation of the Holy Spirit. And in this time, in, it, it, I remember general, I mean, 100, 120 years ago, people coming from United States having to physically go, and many that were involved in the Boxer, Boxer Rebellion, I remember, in China. But we went to that university. Which one was that? Outside in, in huh? Oberlin, Oberlin College. College. Yeah, yes. there were many, many people who had graduated and had been commissioned to go to China. So, do you, uh, no. why don't you share some? As did it you talk? Founded, founded by Charles Finney. Yeah. Founded by Charles Finney. And um, for a long time was a, an epicenter of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And specifically, just as we see in the book of Acts, there are these five great movements or events of God in the earth, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and the outpouring of, of, of Jesus, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, and it's a movement of those five world-changing, creation-altering, human race-transforming events of God. And in the outpouring, it's the beginning of the restoration of all things. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. 
and in the like manner of the man Jesus, the God-man, having been raised by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, if you remember, for 40 days, he was walking and talking and eating and drinking and sharing with many, many people. And the scripture says that over 500 people actually were with Jesus and saw him in his resurrected state. And that there was something very material about him in that state. He wasn't a ghost. He wasn't a spirit. He said to Thomas, look, touch me, flesh and bone right here. But what was different? His blood had been poured out on the cross. And in a supernatural event, he had then carried that blood into heaven right after his resurrection. So we see the foreshadow of all of that in the temple. And so when Jesus had spoken of the possibility of even if the temple, the human, the, the physical temple in Jerusalem, that was the epicenter of sacrifice for sin. It was the epicenter of the manifestation, the revelation, the deliverance and recipient of the word of God. It was the epicenter of all of the covenant blessings. And as Pastor Mahesh said, the identity was all rooted in that location. And Jesus wasn't saying that he was going to tear down the temple. He was saying, when my body is dead and buried, I will come up again. And death and sin and every human bondage, the curse of the law, everything that has been broken from the beginning of time will begin to be restored. And how will it be restored? through his finished work and his ascension and being seated as the Lord and Christ and high priest and judge of all on that throne in heaven. And from there, the third person of the Godhead, the very one that hovered, you remember over the Bible calls it tohu wabohu, the waste and darkness and wilderness at the beginning of creation. And the third person of the Godhead was there. The Bible gives the, the impression of a mother eagle stirring up her nest in order to create a place to lay and nurture her young. And so it's a, it's a demonstration, a, a revelation of the person of the Holy Spirit as comforter, teacher, guide, helper, who is always present. And Jesus said, that after his ascension and the seating, he and the Father would pour his Holy Spirit out to everyone. Say everyone. Everyone who received this work, the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension of the Lord Jesus to everyone. Say everyone. everyone. And so for all of us to whom he is both Lord and King, we have received and continue to receive the outpouring, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the book of Acts makes it very clear. And from the beginning demonstration, when those little tongues of fire set on who? 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 Everyone. Everyone, it's very significant 
because the entire book of Acts goes on to show us that the coming of the Holy Spirit on everyone from the very first manifestation when all these people heard those persons speaking in what? Their own language. So God has intended that we, you, you and I, be his witnesses. That the tongue of God would come on us and would give us the tongue of the evangelist, would give us the tongue of the healer, would give us the tongue of the prophet, the preacher, in order to be his witnesses. Witnessing to what? His death his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, and the absolute assurance that he is coming again. I was looking um, this morning when Michael, uh, in the worship, and, and as he was encouraging us and even speaking about the Ignite Conference coming up, and he quoted from Psalm 110, your people will be volunteers in the day of your power. But if you look at that whole psalm, it's speaking of the death, burial, the resurrection specifically, and the seating of the Lord as both God, as both judge and king. And it says, the Lord said to my Lord, there are many places, especially in David and in Isaiah's writings, the Bible says that these were men who were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke the tongue of God. They spoke the words that God had given. But in many places, David and Isaiah, in in moments in their discourse, they will suddenly be prophesying through the Spirit of Christ, speaking as though firsthand, where it is the, the Messiah, the eternal Uh, Son of God pre-incarnate, before he was made flesh, before he was conceived in the womb, and speaking by him of the events to come, of the realities to come. And this is one of the final realities. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Isn't that good news? That all of God's enemies will ultimately bow the knee and confess with their tongue. That he is the Lord and Christ. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. And this is speaking of the events that we now are in. This is after the outpouring, after the ascension and seating of Jesus as Lord and King. And then he says, in this great outpouring where suddenly Jesus is King in the midst of this people who see him and acknowledge him as such in this supernatural event. Your people will be volunteers in the day of your power. He speaks again of the resurrection in the beauties of holiness. Say holiness. And it's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And oh Lord, how we need and how we long for holiness to come. Not religious fear and legalism, but a genuine restoration of truth and clarity and righteousness and morality and goodness and justice, right? Holiness, the very attributes of God, come by the outpouring and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. From the womb of the morning, remember it was the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And on that glorious morning began the restoration of all things. And we also will experience each one of us one by one and then together as the whole church from the beginning all the way until Jesus comes will experience the womb of morning.
our resurrection. And I appreciate it goes on to say you have the dew of your youth. And it's referring right directly back to him being the eternal son before he was incarnate, before he was uh, um, crucified and dead and buried. It's talking about the restoration of the glorious man, the son of God, the anointed one. Uh, um, I re when Pastor Mahesh was sharing it, it reminded me, I, many of you know, that I had these two brief experiences where in the whole ordeal of our pregnancy and the birth of Aaron, which is a wonderful and amazing miracle, the person that was present working was the Holy Spirit. And in a couple of instances, he spoke a word to us and we heard his word. And in the word that came was impossible, but God brought it to pass. Say nothing is impossible Amen. with our God. And the Bible says that he is with us and in us. And so he says, you have the dew of your youth, the restoration, the Holy Spirit resurrection. The Lord has sworn. Isn't that nice to know? There are certain things you can count on. And that is God's promise. Because he is faithful. And ultimately, his promises are this. To everyone who receives. You receive forgiveness from sin, deliverance from death. Those are the big ones. Life eternal and all of the blessing of God fall out and fall into us in the wake of that. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. And now he's speaking to Jesus who became the sacrifice and in his ascension and seating became our high priest and it says, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Pastor was referring, we are priests and kings. But who is the head of this great order of unusual ones, these living stones who are priests and kings in the earth? Who is the head, the chief priest, the high priest, Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord of glory? The Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the nations. Boy, in this time where the nations are reeling, and in many ways because of leaders and kings and wicked and immoral men, people who are ignorant, who make bad decisions, and governments become predatory on their own people by the things that they institute and regulate. And remember this, always behind those restrictions and those uh, barriers and oppositions and threats, it is the evil one, the enemy of our souls, the, op the, the opponent of God, Satan, who is after the human race, but more specifically in every age, all of those who recognize the Lord of glory come into the supernatural crosshairs. And this is one of the reasons that Pentecost is so important for us. And go and reread the events of Acts, what happened to those first disciples under threat of their lives every single day. They were emboldened all the more. They were encouraged all the more. They were strengthened all the more. Their faith increased. The church grew. The word went everywhere. So once again, Pentecost is about tongues. It is about us being able to speak to every person and for them being able to hear in their own language, in their own way. So 
For us, it's the speaking. The results? The Bible says your speaking will be to some like the smell of death. And we see that in the book of Acts. Peter was in prison. Paul, some were executed because their speaking actually divided between flesh and spirit. And those who heard and it did not mix with faith could not receive it and insisted, be quiet. But today, on this celebration of Pentecost, God is giving us fresh tongues to speak the word of truth, the good news of the gospel, that we have a king, a high priest, who is the judge of all. Hallelujah. This psalm ends with, he shall drink of the brook by the wayside, therefore he shall lift up the head. And I have to be honest with you, when I read this, my mind went back to a very unusual day in Nashville, and Mahesh and I were called to minister as the main speakers to a big conference there. And on this particular evening of the opening of the conference, the, the, the church was filled with not only the congregation of that church, but many of the local leaders, many celebrities and local religious leaders had come. And during that service, I had a most unusual experience, not like anything I had ever had before and certainly nothing I would have anticipated or frankly even participated in. And it was literally that as Pastor Mahesh began to speak, I became more and more and more filled and surrounded and overwhelmed by the vital presence of the invisible person, the third person, the Holy Spirit. And some of you have heard the story. I confess to you that I began to chuckle. I began to giggle, which was very strange. I tried to be very respectful of the Lord and of his servants and all of that in church. That's my history. And he was preaching on the spirit of Christ versus the spirit of Antichrist. And for some reason, every time he said the word antichrist, it was like somebody with invisible fingers was tickling me. I couldn't explain it. And I was getting drunker and drunker and drunker as he continued to speak. The glory of the Lord was continuing to just feel. At a certain point, he said that dreaded word. And I fell off the pew in the VIP section right at the front of the church in front of all those important people. Face down in the carpet. But can I tell you something? At that moment, I was transported. I was completely unaware that I was in that esteemed church in front of all of those important people and my husband was the main speaker of the conference and he was preaching on the antichrist it completely left my sensibilities and the minute my face 
went to the floor. I was in a living trance or vision or something, but it was more real than the material, natural surroundings. And I was face down in a glorious flowing river. Say river. This river was filled with a kind of glorious, gleaming life. It was a river of joy, and it was fragrant, and it was, it was life beyond life. And as this river was flowing by me, it was sheer ecstasy. And in that moment, there was a magnificent, a majestic kind of, almost like the ground under me was, was shaking with the steps of someone majestic approaching from behind. And in a moment, this majestic ram's head with a crown came down beside me. As I'm laying there on the carpet, this was happening. And this ram began to drink out of this river, taking long, deep drinks. Look at your neighbor and say, long, deep drinks. Long, deep drinks. And every time he would drink in, his nostrils were just above the top of the flowing water. And he would breathe out. And it was like a release of fresh fragrance and life and joy and goodness. And as he looked at me, and I was watching this scene, this interplay between this majestic ram, which obviously in the realm of the spirit was a, a personification of Jesus the risen, resurrected, ascended, and seated Lord of glory, the one who became our ram, caught in the thicket where the Lord provided for us on the mountain where Jesus was crucified. And I, I saw in that trance, in that vision, in that moment, a relationship between Jesus and the Holy Spirit of how they are one, how they share with one another, share in one another. And continually, there is that joyful and beautiful interchange of joy and love and life. And so today, friends, let us also drink deeply of the river of life, who is not a thing, but a person. And he has come. He has been outpoured. He is the resident Lord of the church. He is the Holy Spirit of God. So drink, friends. Drink deeply on this day of Pentecost. Amen? You shall be my witnesses, Jesus said. Touch your mouth. You know, even in this last few months, the pandemic has made the human mouth an enemy. We consecrate and sanctify our mouths, your mouth, and your tongue afresh this morning to be a tongue and a mouth not of death, but of life. Because you have an anointing from the Holy One to speak 
in words that will cut to the heart and bring a revelation of the gospel to everyone you see. So be anointed and revived this morning as we drink from the river of God. Amen. Amen. And one of the words that you spoke, I wanted to enunciate that as we prepare ourselves to receive communion in this context of some of the words that we have shared and the worship we have been in together. By the way, a little footnote of what Bonnie's and my, my, my experience was very reluctant. Um, I wasn't thinking as I began as a main speaker at this very somewhat, some people would say somewhat stodgy, uh, not a, so there were some that were very, you know, very good Christians, but kind of straight-laced. Uh, and there is my wife getting drunker and drunker. And while I'm, I, I was not being humorous in my talk, as far as I knew. And there she was just cackling away. And, uh, and then she rolled over, and I think the son of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz was right there, wasn't that right? All right. So after the unfolding of the next couple of events, which involved the results of having consumed a bunch of barbecue earlier in the day. I don't think we need which to Which I share won't that go today, into. Um, I suddenly sobered up. I mean, this is the way the story goes. I'm, you know. And came to and recognized I was laying face down on the floor in this very esteemed church with all of these important people looking on. And my husband is preaching on the spirit of Antichrist. And I was completely horrified and scandalized beyond belief. And so as I'm laying there in a split second, I try to imagine how I'm going to extricate myself from this scenario. And I hope against hope that maybe no one has noticed. And so I, I think in my mind, I will just slowly sort of, you know, uh, very um, unnoticeably scoot back and slide back into my place on that pew the front row of the VIP section. So I began to just sort of inch my way back on the carpet, and all of a sudden, I run into a barrier. And I glance behind me, and it's the feet of a man. And someone has come in during this whole scenario and sat in my empty place on that front row filled with all the bigwigs. And as I bump his feet, suddenly all the, the people move over. And I slide myself back up into the pew, and I am completely... If I could have actually died and been, you know, raptured, that would have been the moment. And I'm just horrified. And Barbara and Mickey Robinson were sitting beside me 
to my right, and they're good friends. And I turn to them, and Mickey Robinson leans down, and he says to me, you know who that guy is sitting next to you? And I said, no, Mickey, I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to be here. I, well, in the unfolding of drinking in the river, and I have to share this part now, otherwise it, the end doesn't make sense. But the next thing that began to happen after, as the lamb was drinking out of the river, I began to see, it was like I was hovering over a giant picture book, a living picture book. And I began to see the scenes from the old black and white I Love Lucy series. Those hilarious ones, the chocolate eating and this grape stomping and, you know, all the ones, the classic Lucille Ball um, images that those of us, I was a child in those days. And my mother and I used to watch that series together on Saturday mornings. And as that was happening, it was like the Lord transported my soul, and I suddenly was before him, that little girl, that little child, in a time where I had no cares in the world. And he was doing something in my soul to relieve me of all of the distractions and burdens and concerns and cares and worries and transporting me to that place. So anyway, I had been watching I Love Lucy flicks while Mahesh is preaching away on the spirit of Antichrist. And as I came back and got back into the pew, Mickey Robinson leans down and he says to me, you know who that guy is sitting next to you who had filled my place? And I was, no, no. And without a breath, he said, that's the guy that used to play Little Ricky in the old I Love Lucy series. Listen, what's my takeaway? I would say God is the God of unexpected. <laughs> I know from experience in the most unusual circumstance and place, he decided to throw me a party. It did happen to be my birthday that day. And I, I would never have put myself in a position to be such an embarrassment and all of those things. It was completely... And he... He just like, I'm not worried about what they think about you. Don't you be either. Come over here. We're going to drink out of this river. And that is exactly what happened that day. But I'll tell you what. When it turned out that little Ricky himself had come in and sat in my empty place while I was watching scenes of his mother. Incredible. So, friends, drink deeply. Because you, like I did that day, need a continual, real, personal refreshing from your Heavenly Father. You need that Jesus who died for our sins, was dead and buried, descended into hell, and by the power of the Holy Spirit came up again. But he didn't stop there. He has gone all the way to the highest seat and it is he that is stretching forth his rule, his rod, his tongue, his sword into the earth and over us as our good shepherd and high priest. So praise the Lord and welcome Holy Spirit. Amen.
We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.